0: Hey, I know you. Welcome aboard to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bry Comedy. And you can reach me at all of my socials at Chef Bry Comedy, that's Chef B-R-Y comedy, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I have my beautiful co-host, my wife, Rebecca, and we're gonna talk about the uh, ghost world. What comprises the ghost world and why is it sometimes that that world seems to encroach upon our reality? And then we're going to also talk about what I call the psychology of a ghost, uh, they, the ones that tend to linger and stay here instead of pass over, uh, they always seem to have a reason. And so I want to talk about what perhaps their uh, reason for being here is, and the psychology of them, and what might have happened to them, and why. Uh, and then lastly, of course, we're going to talk about, of course, the secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, the final season two episode aired last Tuesday. Uh, and so we've got some thoughts about it, and um, they ran some new experiments using helicopters. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So grab yourself a beverage and grab yourself a snack. Get your favorite guy or gal and get comfortable. Uh, we really do this from a place of, from the heart, and uh, we really want to help people uh, to, to just feel good. This is all about uh, energetically aligning yourself with a positive energy Good vibe, uh, that's what it's all about, it's helping people, and helping each other, uh, because life is not for the meek, ladies and gentlemen, uh, ask any ghost, he'll tell you, but uh, yeah, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy, I am your host, Brian Russell, of Chef Bright Comedy, and I have my special friend, my special wife, my special soulmate my 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 friend for life two against the world it's rebecca russell say hello please hello so today we are going to be talking about uh the psychology of a ghost uh i got here uh ghosts versus shadow figures uh angels versus demons or uh, more specifically uh malevolent spirits versus benevolent spirits you know Uh, because i think there's a distinction there and then of course um we can go into uh how to align your energy to be more positive and because that goes into sort of uh why i think some ghosts are cranky little bastards and some aren't you know because there's a i think you um align yourself energetically and that is what makes a good ghost versus a bad ghost, et cetera, at least in my opinion. And so, yeah, uh, there's a few things I have here. Um, I I might talk about um, what the uh, astral world is. Uh, You might refer to it as the nether world. You might refer to it as the ether. Uh, But there is a a ghost plane where uh, energy and spirits seem to congregate, and we seem to be able to... uh, we coexist with that world. And sometimes we get little glimpses behind the curtain into that plane, uh, whether in, that's intentional or not, I'm not always sure. So we'll kind of talk about that and just kind of try to figure out what exactly is that, you know, like, are we, you know, are we rubbing up against another uh, dimension or, or is it just more like that's energy and we're physical. And sometimes we have a you know, we we there's little windows, you know, that portals, windows that kind of allow us uh, to see what's going on there, but only enough to pique our interest, never enough to really, ex- you know, answer our mortal questions about it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, first, we'll start. Um, I want to start about um, the psychology of a ghost. Now, what I mean by that is that whenever, when you know, most ghosts, of course, are uh, you know, created by uh, energies, uh, these spirits, they, they tend to stay. Most people, when they die, they pass on, they pass over. And whatever your spiritual beliefs are, uh, you know, some people think you go to heaven or hell. Um, I tend to think the energy simply disperses and that energy uh, disperses over time and then uh, it gets recycled, you know. But I think there might be a lingering piece of you out there For a little while, and that would probably be what they would call the soul. And while I don't necessarily have religious beliefs that confirm that we have a soul, there's definitely something about us that uh, has tenacity, that hangs on past life. And so we'll kind of go into that a little bit. Um, But the psychology of a ghost, you know, the reason why I thought about that is because, um, you know, we're watching this uh, ghost of Carmel, Maine. Everybody knows good old Kent, you know, he lives in this haunted house in Maine and, uh, he's been doing, uh, ghost hunts, you know, probably for about four or five years now. Uh, and he's got this YouTube channel called ghosts of Carmel, Maine, and he puts out all these little documentaries. And what's so cool about Kent is that he's just like this really down to earth guy. Um, he's very, I don't know, matter of fact, you know, he just seems like everybody's dad. He's just, kent dad you know he's just ghost dad you know what i mean and uh i don't know i love the guy but he's just so i don't know so real he just he doesn't seem to have any ego or you know i don't know just energetically i i just i i identify with him because he doesn't seem to be selling any agendas he just i'm kent you know i'm just kent you Come know on in,
1: i'll make you a sandwich
0: yeah exactly We're like oh you want to do a ghost i have a feeling like if we came up and said hey we run a podcast. Uh, it's a paranormal podcast. Could we come in and do a ghost hunt? He'd probably be like, well, I wish you'd call first. But yeah, yeah, come on in. <laughs> you know, like I, I have a feeling he'd just be cool with it, you know. But um, anyway, so.
1: We'll call first. We're on the other side of the country. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, I'd hate to get there and be like, no. Oh, shoot. I <laughs> um, guess we're going to have to stay at the the, 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 the Holiday, Inn. Holiday Inn down there. Yeah, the the Super 8 or whatever it's called. Uh so anyway, yeah, so when I think about the psychology of a ghost, I think about you know what are their um intentions you know what what are ghosts doing? why are they still here, and I think there's a few reasons why they would stay, you know, um most of the time when we think of a ghost, uh we're thinking about an energy that uh has has should it should have left and it should have gone to heaven or wherever um but in this case they don't and so i want to kind of understand is it always because they're under distress or some kind of trauma uh what is it that causes that and so i have a list here of a few reasons why perhaps a ghost would you know tend to stay and linger you know did you have to let it linger did you have to (laughs) did you have to to? anyway but but uh, so i have written here um why they linger um of course, the first one being unfinished business, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. perhaps there's just something that they, maybe they work on their house and this is their house and they love their house. So that of course would go into uh, a special bond or connection to a person, place or thing. Right. So that, that would, uh, be a reason why they linger is a special connection. Uh, also, uh, it would be because, um, uh, they have unfinished business. Maybe they, maybe they just have something to tell somebody, you know, uh, in the case of ghost of Carmel, Maine, a lot of these ghosts seem to be there because they want, uh, a killer catched or caught. Did I really just say catched?
1: Yes, you did. Boy,
0: it's one of those days you guys. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe they, you know, maybe they can't rest because there was some great injustice, you know, in this case, mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was, there was a girl who was, uh, brutally murdered and, uh, the guy who got caught was, uh, fought to have mental, uh, uh, problems. He, he was, uh, mentally challenged okay. and uh, he got put away for the crime. And now the ghosts, a lot of EVPs saying, uh, wait a second. It, it was Butch. Butch is the one that killed him. Not this guy. And so, um, perhaps some of these ghosts are lingering because of some great, you know, cosmic injustice, Mm -hmm. you know, right. So, so that's one reason. And then of course, um, perhaps they have an attachment. So like, say you have a guy built this house from scratch and, you know, he was married to his wife for 60 years and then he passes away and then he doesn't leave because, you know, he's got this special attachment to this house and that could be because Either he has unfinished business because he wants to continue building the house, or it could be because the wife is still there and he's got a special attachment to her, or it's just that he doesn't want new people coming into his fucking house. So he's like, Nope, I'm the guardian. I'm the caretaker.
1: My house, bitch.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, so that's, that's a possible reason. And then it's
1: like my parents' cabinet that when it's empty, things have happened in the house, but when it's full, it's like somebody really loved that cabinet and they want to see it full of mementos and and special figurines and when it's full they're happy right
0: and that's what i have here written uh, a deep connection to a home person or area or or a thing and so yeah maybe haunted objects or are uh, you know ghost attachments uh because of of either lingering energy or if it's an intelligent haunt perhaps they stay there uh in in their favorite antique or their favorite uh item uh because the energy you know they can somehow put themselves in there and uh it's because they're attached to it for some sentimental reason Mm -hmm. so you never know um and then of course uh i believe that um so when we think about ghosts and why they're here we start to think well, what is their reason you know when you watch ghosts of carmel maine you see a lot of evps with them saying help help me help me they're always needing help and so that gets me thinking about their psychology what are they needing help from you know and kent has asked that question of these ghosts a million times and he doesn't always get a straight answer uh but occasionally they'll say things like you know uh i need help getting out of here or i need help you know i don't know there was other reasons you remember Hmm.
1: i don't just mostly getting out of there it sounded like a lot of his yeah Felt like they were trapped there by something, yeah,
0: and that's where you know he believes that there's an uh, a a malevolent or evil entity in the basement. Uh, and uh, he knows this because he's heard EVPs of of something that sounds inhuman that growls, uh, and that gets you thinking about demons, that gets you thinking about um, just evil beings, uh, and then and so that's where we're going to talk about the difference between. A ghost and a shadow figure or a shadow figure versus a demon? And how do you differentiate the difference? Because, you know, a ghost is a ghost is a ghost in a lot of cases, but maybe we'll be able to kind of solve that little riddle there. Um, and we'll go into that in a little bit. But um, uh, let's see. Uh, but, yeah, um, so when we th- – uh, at, at the Ghost of Carmel, Maine, he has a, a repeating ghost or phantom – that uh, he calls, he's uh, lovingly coined the phrase, um, uh, shadow dude. Shadow dude. Yeah, and uh, he talks to him, and, and he he didn't get a lot of answers until he, there was a paranormal investigator that said, hey, uh, I, I went over some of your footage, and I, I'm i finding answers. It's just that you're not using, you're, you need to amp up your uh, audio because they're there, you're just not hearing them. And amp so, it up it down. Yeah. So if, you, and that's right. And so what's happening is a lot of these EVPs are coming, uh, either very faintly, uh, or very quickly. And so a lot of the EVPs that he captures, uh, are, are slowed down excruciatingly, uh, to the point where you can hear somebody say something. And that got me thinking about the vibration of a ghost. Like they must exist on a different plane where, you know, because we don't see them, that would suggest to me that their vibrations, unlike carbon-based life forms that are tightly packed, they must be loosely packed. uh, So you only see uh, either a a shadow of them or you see a faint image. Uh, But that suggests to me that perhaps they're living on an alternate plane. And I like to call that plane because I watch, uh, you know, uh, uh, what we do in the shadows and they call it the ether um, ether. yeah and the other word for that would be the astral plane another word for that might be uh the neither world um in uh sinister it's called uh just the the the, nev- the ne- never in the never I think that was what it was. isn't that what it's, it's called a while yeah but there's a lot of different terms that they refer to uh this spirit plane and so uh that got me thinking you know my, my, I'm sitting here talking. My wife's playing with the cat. I swear to God, can't get her to focus on anything. Uh, (laughs) Oh gosh. Okay. So, um, so that got me thinking about what is a shadow figure because Kent, uh, believes that he doesn't believe that, that shadow dude is a bad thing. He actually believes that it might be a benevolent spirit, um, and which is really weird because, um, when you capture images of, of shadow dude, um, he looks creepy as hell, but then occasionally you'll see a face and that face doesn't look entirely human. It looks almost like, uh, like a mask or like jigsaw, you know? <laughs> and so it doesn't look good, but, um, but he's convinced that it's some kind of, um, a, a natural spirit or benevolent, you know, he, he calls it an angel, I think, or something think, akin yeah. to an angel. But then he
1: also said he, he's seen different shadow figures that he thinks are actually different entities, too.
0: Yeah, and so he's not sure because, you know, a lot of these ghosts, uh, you know, when they show themselves to us, sometimes it's an intentional, but other times it's accidental or incidental where maybe they didn't mean to. And so maybe we're just seeing uh, flashes or quick images of of an, of an alternate plane of existence or, you know, uh, and that's why, where, you know, you start thinking, well, maybe that's why we only see it under certain light conditions, because perhaps Mm -hmm. under a dim light, we are able to see that world a little more because I think what happens is our light, uh, drowns out that world. It's so bright that it kind of, it kind of, um, you know, blurs out what we could see. And so under low light conditions, uh, unlike ghost adventures that do it in the complete darkness, which I never understood, I don't know why they couldn't have a little bit of light. That just makes no know. sense to me whatsoever. But more
1: dramatic that way, I
0: guess. Yeah. Well, then you're just looking through that one little. All you mm-hmm. can see is through your little, yeah. uh, you know, Tiny monitor yeah. through your yeah through your uh, your night vision. But I don't know. To each their own, I guess. But um, I never could, you know, because ghost hunters they operate with low light conditions. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be in complete pitch darkness. No. Um, and, and so it, it seems and or appears that when you start to study the repeatable evidence, um, you see shadows, and sometimes those shadows can be ghosts, and other times those shadows could be sh- what's called shadow people. Um, shadow people tend to be a little bit darker or thicker, um, and they move around very quickly, too. So there might be a distinction whether yeah. they're a human ghost and a shadow entity. So we'll kind of talk about that. Um, what do you think is the difference between a ghost and a shadow figure?
1: I honestly don't know. I think maybe it's just on a different vibrational frequency that you see it differently. Yeah. Or maybe it's existing on another plane. And like you said, it's kind of Hmm. little flashes that maybe we aren't meant to see. Yeah. And some of them I think you can just see through... A lens, so through, through a camera that yeah. sees like different lights, and it, different infrared, well, and
0: yeah. And so when you when you start to break down, why is it that we don't see it? Apparently, our eyes just don't pick it up, and that's why animals seem to be so susceptible. Uh, is that their eyes see different things than us? Um, they have a wider spectrum of vision, and that's why when a lot of these cameras and devices can see in what's called full spectrum. It, it shows ultraviolet, it shows gamma, it shows, you infrared. know, infrared, right? Mm-hmm. And so it shows every kind of uh, possible lighting condition, and that uh, seems to, uh, ex- you know, expose certain things that we just can't see with the naked eye. Mm-hmm. But um, what do you think um, is happening at, at Kent's house? Because I have my theory, and we'll let you yeah. talk first.
1: Well, it seems that a lot of the spirits there that do say help me all the time it seems to me that there is something in the basement that is malevolent that might be holding yeah holding i don't want to say people but holding ghosts. Spirits, spirits holding, 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 holding energy holding yeah. ghosts and energy there that they can't mm-hmm. get away from
0: yeah and and you know i'm i'm one of those people that's very reluctant to just say oh yes i absolutely believe 100 i try to take a skeptical view. But you kind of have to entertain the possibilities of these things before, you know, you just kind of throw your beliefs out the window for a minute. Mm-hmm. So you can, it's a thought experiment.
1: Yeah. I'm so skeptical about it. I mean, it could be full of shit. I mean, he could be full of shit, could be all fake, but I, I think... like to entertain the thought of it because I do think he's very sincere and I do think there are things going on. So. And, and I think, and that... then I just kind of make theories based mm-hmm. on what we see there.
0: And, and, what the repeatable yeah. evidence suggests and what the corroborating evidence suggests, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I don't want you guys thinking that, you know, we, we're buying all this hook, line, and sinker. We we entertain the idea and we're open-minded to it. But does that mean we 100% believe? Not necessarily. But in the case, the reason why we keep bringing up Ghosts of Carmel, Maine is because it's, it's, it's just a very, very haunted place. There's a lot of energy yeah. there. There seems to be multiple, multiple entities there. And so, yeah... Rebecca thinks that, uh, perhaps there's, you know, because that's what, that's what Kent thinks. He believes that there is a, um, perhaps a demon or, or inhuman spirit that is, uh, somehow holding, uh, spirits captive there. And so it doesn't, I'm not sure whether or not it's, you know, what you would call a, a oppression where he is holding energy by force, uh, maybe because his energy is powerful and he can just, like a magnet keep them there but in a lot of cases with ghosts you know you watch a ghost any ghost tv show and they they can't leave the house or they can't Mm -hmm. leave the property there seems to be they're bound by something there whether they're bound by the house or bound by the property
1: and they also think there there are things that have happened in the past that maybe weren't resolved if they didn't solve murders or injuries and they want they're trying Mm -hmm. to get across what actually happened
0: yeah right
1: get closure for their circumstances or what happened during their life
0: right and so that's what rebecca and i are trying to figure out with kent is we're trying to take his word for it but we're also trying to draw our own conclusions and so yeah what could be happening is there could be some malevolent energy that is sort of holding them captive uh then again um you know you're talking about ghosts that that lived during the early 1900s. And so they probably had their own religious beliefs and had their own spiritual beliefs. And so are they just assigning this thing as a demon? Because they use the word demon a lot in the mm-hmm. EVPs. Um, perhaps they're, maybe, maybe it's just a, a, a bad spirit, but they call it a demon because that's all they know because of their religious upbringing. But then again um you know whatever the case might be yeah it does seem that there is something there that is a little bit more than just a human ghost because um it just you know it in most cases with demons uh they usually end up dwelling in a dark basement or attic they seem to like dark closed off spaces Uh, And then maybe because they have to, um, in order to move around, they have to inhabit a person or oppress that person. And then they can take over your body over time. They have to break you down over time until they can make you weak enough where you're susceptible and then they can invade your body. Um, but, But I don't believe that all demons are strong enough or capable of necessarily possession but it does seem in this particular instance that he's got something infested inside that basement and why that is we're trying to speculate could it be because uh the the house used to be a um uh a funeral home funeral parlor right and so there was a lot of uh death there and um and while a lot of those ghosts probably didn't die in that funeral parlor i bet you uh, because there has been so much death there, perhaps that somehow energetically has become sort of a portal, uh, to the other side. Um, perhaps, uh, we're talking about, you know, uh, something that they can, you know, because maybe ghosts can't get through to our side unless they build up enough energy. Um, and, and maybe some places are just more energetically, uh, geared like a beacon Uh, to, to pass through. And so it seems like there's something there um, that is some kind of energetic portal. Uh, Kent believes that there's some kind of portal there. And that's why there's a lot of traffic there. And so whether or not these ghosts are just coming and going as they please, or if they're stuck there, it's hard to say. I think some of them are stuck there. And so the ones that say, help me, help me, help me. You get a lot of that. I mean, like 80% help, help me. Why won't you help me in in some iteration of that? And so that got me thinking about um, what's called the death state. I believe that there's a lot of ghosts and the reason why they're so scary is that ghosts who are involved in a traumatic accident or perhaps a violent murder or something of that nature, um, they get stuck in that traumatized state. And so when they pass on, um, they pass on as a traumatized victim and that could maybe create a lot of confusion. Maybe they didn't know they died. And so, yeah, you'll see accident victims who look, uh, horrifically scarred. Uh, you might see, uh, you know, ghosts with deformed heads. Uh, you see, uh, ghosts that look like they're screaming. Um, and so it gets you thinking about what's called the death state where I think some are just caught in that state and they're, they're reliving that traumatized moment over and over and over again. Uh, and why that is, I don't know, because we don't understand all the physics of no, it. But
1: but I, because I think, especially with traumatic events, it, it there's just so much energy involved in something that's really traumatic that it just kind of hangs around. And it's, mm-hmm. it's such a big amount of energy that mm-hmm. it doesn't dissipate.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing we don't understand about the dynamics of energy is that when we're traumatized, or whenever we have a strong emotion or a strong belief uh, that might, you know, that might leave some kind of energy or signature. And yeah. So um, yeah, that's really interesting to contemplate. Um, yeah. Because I, 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 think that a lot of the ghosts there, they are, they all want help from Kent, but then you see some like ghosts are like, just answering him. They don't mm-hmm. seem like they're traumatized and then others do. And so when I picture it, like, I pretend that I put on my ghost goggles kind of like from 13 Ghosts, you know? Mm-hmm. And and what I would see at, at his house probably would be like a handful of ghosts that are like dressed in old 1912 garb. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, hey, Kent, you know, reg- acting regular that are kind of trying to be helpful. Mm-hmm. And then there's some that seem to be more lost or more confused or more traumatized or needing help. And so I, I tend to believe that, Maybe they forgot who they were. Maybe they were traumatized in their death. Um, But whatever the case may be, um, maybe they're trying to cross over and they just don't know how. And so, you know, I honestly believe that any haunting where people ask for help, uh, you should cleanse the place because then you would release them from that. Mm -hmm. And, And while it may not work the first time, I believe through multiple sessions... Hopefully they could, uh, you know, uh, encourage and and dissipate that energy uh, so that they can pass on. I know a lot of ghosts pass on, you know, when um, when buildings are torn down. But then again, some don't. Like a building's torn down, and then a year later there's a new house there, and then that house becomes haunted. So we don't understand how those ghosts might be attached to that property, and that seems to happen a lot more with like uh, Native Americans, and that seems to happen a lot with like you know people that lived on a ranch or a prairie you know they're just Mm -hmm. they lived there their whole life or places
1: that there's an unknown cemetery underneath
0: yeah exactly right right yeah because if you look at like uh uh the sharon tate murder uh there's a new house there Uh, Well, actually the house is like up down the street but that guy is thinks that sharon tate and uh jc bring are there at the house so you know i don't know man it's weird stuff but um yeah that got me really thinking about you know how energy seems to um because i think dying must be very traumatizing and you may over time end up losing your identity and you know much like uh uh bly manor bly manor right that ghost girl that ghost woman that that roams the corridors and then goes to the lake uh you know she's been doing it for so long that she she forgot her identity Mm -hmm. And so she became faceless. And so I, I like the concept yeah. of that. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, you would think over time you would just forget who you are and forget what why you're there. and
1: The routine was there of going certain mm-hmm. places and going back. But the intention behind it just kind yeah. of gets lost after
0: time. Exactly, interesting yeah. Interesting to think about. It's very interesting. So that's what I mean by uh, the psychology of a ghost. Because I think some ghosts are trying to be helpful to Kent. I think some ghosts are trying to be just asked for help. Uh, And then you've got a a very small number of times where the ghosts seem to be uh, just not helpful at all, but rather malevolent. And so that goes into what I think are the differences between say a ghost and a shadow figure and a demon. What are your beliefs on a a shadow figure versus a ghost and a shadow figure versus a demon?
1: I think Some shadow figures might just be ghosts that are able to manifest differently because of energy or how, where they are or what's available to them as far as energy. Um, I think some of them are malevolent because you hear a lot of stories about shadow figures that are intimidating, that do try to hurt people. Yeah. So I think it can be a number of things. I don't think it is just one specific thing for every instance.
0: Well, yeah, and we don't know whether or not ghosts are capable of, you know, like say a human dies, becomes a ghost. Is that ghost capable of doing bad things? I would imagine. So, if, you know, if you had the ghost of a good person die, they might be more helpful. If you had the ghost of say Richard Ramirez, the night stalker, he might take on some of those traits. And so whether or not they're telling you the truth, we just don't know. Like, are these just human spirits that are pretending to be, you know, a demon or, or whatever, you know, because that's the thing. There's a, they, they have the freedom to, to lie, but then maybe they have the freedom to morph. Maybe over time they can morph into something else, or maybe they can take other people's energy and maybe certain human spirits become more powerful over time or, the more, what I think the more likely scenario is that we've always coexisted with what I would call inhuman or non-human entities that have always existed, or at least have existed for a hundred thousand years or a thousand years or whatever, you know, elementals, elementals, okay. right. And that kind of goes into like uh, good elementals. Like, uh, you know, you've heard of Tommy knockers, you've heard of, uh, you know, these, uh, fairies you've heard of, uh, I don't know. There's, there's a whole bunch a in, yeah. yeah. in different cultures. You're, you're heard of gins in the East. You know, some people think that they're just go what they call ghosts in the East, but then some people say that gins are much more powerful than a regular ghost in the sense that um, they usually take on the look of a female. Uh, but they're like 10 times more powerful. And so we just don't understand what their intentions are. You know, are they, Crazy, or are they like Law Yorona where maybe they're just uh, burned by glorious purpose? You know, in the case of Law Yorona, she's looking for uh, her children that she killed, or or she's looking to take other victims because she's still mm-hmm. vengeful, a vengeful spirit. You know, uh yeah, it's hard to say. And you know, you got to take all this stuff with a grain of salt, you guys. This is just a thought experiment. You know, I mean, do I believe in all of it? Not necessarily, but I. But I do believe that in in the the case of uh, the Ghosts of Carmel, Maine, and Kent in the Lamb House, uh, they definitely seem to have some kind of portal there or something that's concentrating and holding energy, uh, especially in the basement. There does seem to be something there that's malevolent, if not mischievous. Uh, Kent believes that Shadow Dude is not the evil entity in the basement. Uh, and that makes you wonder, like, why doesn't it come up to the other parts of the house, you know? yeah, And so that's what I mean about a demon. It seems like demons and another word for a demon would simply be a malevolent earth spirit. And that way mm-hmm. you, you don't necessarily have to take it in biblical terms, but if you do, that's okay. But it just depends on your culture and your upbringing. Uh, I'm, I'm more secular. And so I tend to believe that it's a malevolent earth spirit perhaps it's always existed or it's existed for a very long time. And why that, how that manifests and why that manifests. I don't know. Maybe it's just a collection of bad energy. I don't know. Weird stuff, but it seems like they're always stuck in basements. You know, you've got, uh, what's that demon over there? Uh, what's that, uh, that, that country, the honky tonk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why can we never remember the name of that place? I had it. And then I forgot it again. uh,
0: jimmy's jimmy jams jimmy 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 (laughs) uh, i can't remember but yeah but in their case there seems to be a demon in that
1: pit yeah
0: that's at the bottom Mm -hmm. of their basement and why there's a pit in their basement i have no idea (laughs) but they think there's a demon in there uh that causes problems and so yeah it's like i believe that the difference between a demon because i think shadow figures in some instances are just a certain phase of manifestation for a regular ghost and those tend to look like shadows but they're usually a little bit slower when i think of a shadow demon or a shadow shadow figure there they seem to you know move very quickly they seem
1: like the one that that Kent seen a few times. It'll be up in the window, and then all of a sudden, it'll jump down to the floor. They zip around in really weird ways. Yeah, yeah,
0: and that goes. That just reminded me of what Kent thinks. He there's a few uh, some evidence that he thinks that there's a shape shifting spirit in his house, and he believes it could be malevolent, but it's a shape shifter because it takes on uh, one in one image. It looks kind of like a. It's levitating. It looks like a seal. Uh, there's a one, and I talked about this one where it comes up into the window and then shoots under the bed Mm -hmm. and it looks like this black blob it almost looks like uh you know venom when he's moving around Mm -hmm. like a symbiote you know um but it looks like a black blob um but he tends to think that that's some kind of shape shifter and you know i mean like i said it's a thought experiment i don't know what's going on exactly but um it's interesting it's fascinating so yeah i think i think uh you know Uh, uh, Shadow figures is its own thing I think demons is its own thing And I believe human spirits or ghosts Are its own thing Um, But over time we don't know how they can Change, we don't know how they can Grow, we don't know how they linger And then we don't know how they Eventually dissipate And and So I try to think about the dynamics of energy uh, In that But but yeah, I, I tend to think that There's probably a demon in his basement uh or a, malev- a malevolent earth spirit um perhaps it's holding souls there or holding spirits there against their will um and and then he thinks that there's a shadow dude do you think shadow dude is the same as that one that sh- changes shape into animal w- figures and stuff
1: i think it could be it's because it's usually in the same spot in the house i tend to think it's the same and one it too Just kind of just lingers there i think mm-hmm. it's probably the same thing but yeah. then he saw one in his front yard coming down the front steps and he thought that was a different one mm-hmm. so it's really hard to say there could be multiples or it could yeah. be one that just kind of moves around and changes how it moves and well, changes how it morphs
0: you know and that's why when you watch the ghost of carmel main uh you know at first you're like oh bullshit there's no way you could get this much evidence you know but a lot of the evidence he captures is very faint And then he slows it down and he enhances it. And then a lot of it comes from the spirit box where they're said to um, you've got what a spirit box is, is it, it's kind of like taking a a radio and going from one end of the band of frequency all the way to the other back and forth very quickly. And so what it's doing is it's creating this um, multi-band frequency uh, that, is said that to create sort of like a white noise if you will where they can use their voice and it kind of it seems to pick up their voice
1: yeah it's energy that they can kind of grasp onto to to try to communicate
0: yeah it's like a it acts serves as a a vehicle or serves as yeah whatever it is but it helps them to talk through it and so you you get a lot more evidence through it but the problem with that is, is that a lot of people don't know whether that's bullshit or not. It could be their friend over with a walkie-talkie, you mm-hmm. know,
1: <laughs> or it could be just certain parts of whatever frequency they're on, where a word just happens to pop out from a radio, from a station, radio station or whatever,
0: yeah. right? So, but but the cool thing about it, and he even I think addressed that, where he said that there are no radio stations out here, yeah, for them to latch yeah. onto. So mm-hmm. what you're hearing. Especially when it when it is answering a question, uh, it's very specific to the, the the same names that we keep hearing, like Abby and Rachel and Butch
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, uh, what's that other one? Naomi, uh, Naomi was Naomi. The original
1: one that got murdered. Yeah, yeah.
0: and then what's that one? Hattie, H A T T I, mm-hmm. Hattie. So we so we keep hearing these names over and over and over again, and so he's ab- had been able to uh, investigate some of these, and he actually believes that he um, found out the the killer of, of Naomi. Uh, and so he's got all these documentaries, and they're really fun. But then, yeah, if you want to watch a really fun one, uh, the one about Shadow Dude is very interesting. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what it is. Um, he thinks it's benevolent. I, I, I tend to think that it's neither. It's, it's just neutral. It's neutral. It just mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like it wants to hurt anyone, but it doesn't really seem like it necessarily wants to help anyone. He, it seems curious. And that's why a lot yeah. of shadow figures, uh, you see them either zipping around very quickly, or you they're always peeking, peeking. peeking yeah, around doorways. Peeking around, around doorways. And, that, mm-hmm. and, and you have to be careful with a lot of those videos, because we watched one yesterday that came from, I think, the Netherlands. Um, I don't believe it's real, but it's really well done where a woman from the Netherlands has this apartment and there's all this stuff going on in her uh, kitchen and the lights are blinking and going on and off. And then when she goes in there, it stops. But then the thing is, is that there's a door right there to a, to an e- exit to a back mm-hmm. patio. And so then she checks the door and it's locked. And I'm like, yeah, like someone couldn't have a key. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? So, but then later uh, on a different video, it shows, Oh, like her, um, her, her dining room uh, chandelier is moving, mm-hmm. um, but then later, much later, in a different video, um, the lights are blinking in her living room, and then you can see she's got these double double door uh, to her bedroom, these glass double glass door sword. doors, yeah. right? And the the, fr- the lights in the living room are flashing, and then all of a sudden the lights go off, and then you see this shadow of uh, female spirit. It looks like a young girl or something. Mm-hmm. And um, while I I tend to think that this one's probably not real. Um, It's well done. It's well crafted. Mm -hmm. It's a good hoax. It was
1: also one that showed a black figure peeking around the corner. Yeah. From the kitchen.
0: Right. And that's the point I was making is Mm -hmm. that a lot of times when people hoax, um, they'll just put a black blanket over them and then they'll peek real quickly. And so, and especially if you have like a potato camera, that's just not high quality it looks very real because a lot of times you will see ghosts look kind of like shadows or blobs. And so you can recreate that with, you know, a number of black hoodie, a cloak, Mm. a black cloak, or, or a black blanket, you know, but every once in a while you can tell the difference and you're like, Oh, I don't think that's just a guy Mm. in a hoodie. You know, there's more to it, but yeah, that's where I wanted to kind of bring that up because I think hoaxers are getting really good. Uh, Number one uh, is they use black uh, clothing or or something that rounds out their features to make them look like a shadow figure. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there's another instance where uh, a lot of people will see ghosts, they look grayed out. So they look like they're in black and white. And while that could be true in a lot of cases, who's to say that people don't find black and white cardboard cutouts of, you know, like that one, remember where those kids or those people are playing and then they go upstairs, mm-hmm. and there's and there's nothing there. But it kind of looks like a cardboard cutout of maybe Adolf Hitler or somebody. <laughs> I don't know. That's what it looks like to my well, eyes. That's
1: the thing with technology too. It's kind of the which came mm-hmm. first scenario. Does the better technology allow us to pick up more things? Mm-hmm. But also, better technology allows people more tools to fake things.
0: Well, and 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 like Kent said, is that a lot of times the the be, the better the technology the better uh, it can filter out things that aren't supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes worse technology is better because it doesn't have processing software that can, because like a ghost would be anomaly or something that's not supposed to be there. It will filter out where Mm -hmm. shittier technology is like, it'll pick it up. Right. You know, especially if it's analog, like old VHS tapes and Mm -hmm. stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's very fascinating to contemplate. Um, But I, I, I truly believe that Kent and I let, I like Kent a lot. I think he's trying to help these figures, but at the end of the day with so many cries for help, I think he needs to bring in a shaman or a priest and they need to do an honest to goodness cleansing with sage and salt and the full nine and do multiple cleansings. And over time, I believe that you could probably rid that place of its energy and, um, but then he wouldn't have a YouTube channel. So, and I don't think he's doing that intentionally. No. Like, I don't think these ghost hunters are like, I'm not going to help them because I want to
1: keep it going.
0: Right. Right. But I, I don't know whether it occurs to them that they could prop, they might be able to cleanse that energy and, and help them move on. Because I do believe if it's real and these ghosts that are asking for help, they probably want to just pass over. And so what's the better way to do that than to cleanse the place because you're releasing them and you are cleansing the, 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 air. And that tends to remove the, the lingering energy, but it might take several sessions because sometimes that, that trapped in lingering energy mm-hmm. can be very powerful. Yeah. absolutely. Uh, so let's see, what do we got here? Uh, so I wanted to tell you guys, I'm moving on to a different uh, topic. That's the psychology of a ghost is, what are their intentions? Are they benevolent or malevolent? Uh, 10, they tend to to they're you know it it's pr- pretty much depends on who they were in life you know and if they are an inhuman spirit, uh, it could be benevolent or malevolent too. And while I'm not I don't believe in angels and demons in the traditional sense, I do believe that there is a a, a spiritual war of good versus evil out there. And so that brings me to something that happened to me once. Uh, there's two things that happened to me, and this is kind of how I got into understanding energy and how I got to understand that I'm, you know, a little energetically sensitive. Right. And people say, Oh, empath, it's all bullshit, but try to think of it in terms of we pick up on vibes. We, we, put out an energy, And so when energy is being put out on somebody else, we can sense that energy. And so all it means as an empath is that you are uh, energetically sensitive to vibes, to intention, to energies, and that can include ghosts. And, uh, you know, I would be a ghost magnet. That's why I don't want to be in a haunted place because I have a tendency I would just never hear the I'd never get any peace. It would just be, hey, Brian, hey, Brian, hey, Brian, (laughs) hey, Brian, hey, Brian. No, get away. I'm trying to eat this taco. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so the psychology of a ghost, that's what I mean is, you know, were they trapped in a death state? You know, are they attached there because of some sentimentality? Or do they need help because they're either a lost soul, a lost wandering soul, or perhaps, you know, they're trying to, you know, like I said, uncover their own murder or whatever, you know. So that's the psychology of a ghost. Moving on, uh, I want to talk about uh, the, the ether, uh, some call it the netherworld, some call it the ghost plane.
1: Your experiences.
0: Yes. I, I, I'm getting there. Okay. I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> but I, so what, So when I was a teenager, um, I experienced something that I can't quite explain. Uh, I can't remember all of the details. It was a long, long time ago. But I was a teenager and I lived in a little mobile home. Yeah, I'm a a trailer park kid, Uh, but um, I was uh, sleeping in my bed, and uh, I I started having what I thought was a dream of myself laying in bed, Um, and I was like, oh, that's weird, you know, and then uh, I would wake up, and then I would kind of go back to sleep. I was drifting in and out, and so that's why I can't be sure what I experienced, but um, I would feel myself, uh, I was laying on my stomach and I would feel myself floating out of my body. And I thought I was dreaming, uh, until, uh, I realized, wait a second, I'm freaking awake here, but I would scare myself. And then I would, uh, so what happened was it happened a couple of times. And then, uh, I really do believe that I scared myself and then I zipped right back into my body, but I felt like I floated, probably around four to five feet out of my body. I was looking at myself sleeping. I could see the back of my head and, uh, I scared myself. Uh, and so after it happened, um, I woke up, uh, uh, right when I got back into my body. Um, but I don't know whether that was a dream because it felt like a dream state. But then when you start to think about the astral plane or the astral world or the spirit world, you know, maybe that's the only way we can get there is, is is because we we're bound by our beliefs or our lack of beliefs, and so if you're uh, not receptive or closed off to these things, you may not be able to see it. And I, you know, and while a skeptic might say, "Oh, isn't that very convenient?" That's the thing we don't understand. You know, like do people do people see uh, spirits more when they're on drugs because they're hallucinating, or? are those drugs opening up a region of their brain that is allowing them to see things that they normally wouldn't be able to see. And that's just it. We don't understand the whole chicken and the egg, what came first Mm -hmm. thing, you know? Um, But so that's my little story. I was a teenager. Uh, I believe I astral projected. I, I thought, you know, there was a time there after that day where I got to thinking a lot about it. And I was like, well, maybe I should try going further. Um, But I really I got the sense that had I tried to leave the house, uh, you could become untethered mm-hmm. and die. If your energy can't get back to its body, you die. Um, that's what it felt like. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I'm not, you know me, I'm not one of those big believers mm-hmm. in all that, but I can't deny what I felt and I can't deny what I saw. And maybe it was just a very vivid dream, but uh, boy, was it something else. You know, yeah, and that kind of opened up my mind at a young age to the possibilities. Because even younger than that, I, I was, you know, I had a lot of quote unquote psychic uh, abilities where I could tell when the phone was about to ring, and I could pick up on energies very easily. And so, uh, I always, as a kid, could feel when somebody was bad. Like, ooh, that's a bad man, you know. Like, I just ooh. knew uh, when people weren't right. And so that's my one story. Uh, what was the other story I was going to tell?
1: Didn't you have some experience where you felt like something was pulling you?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this involves, you guys, I was a teenager, and we guys, we were I was over at a friend's house, and he's like, hey, we were smoking pot, okay? I'm just going to say it. It's legal now. <laughs> we were smoking pot, and my friend had this plastic pipe. It was made out of some resin, and I was smoking it. Well, what I think happened, and he didn't mean to do it, but we were just dumb kids. But uh, I, I, I passed out and I was laying in his recliner and they were slapping me, Brian, wake up, Brian, wake up. And while that was happening, um, I could kind of hear them way out there, Brian, Brian, you know, wake up, wake up. And I could feel getting slapped in the mm-hmm. face and they were shaking me. And uh, I think what happened is temporarily the, the toxins from the plastic probably cut off the oxygen to my brain. And so it was going through something. Um, but while that was happening, uh, I felt like I was being pulled down to hell. And, and while I'm not a big believer in hell, it opened up my, uh, understanding of a battle between good and evil. And while I very much try to be a a pragmatist when it comes to religion and spirituality, uh, you know perhaps there is a, a fight maybe there maybe there are malevolent energies and benevolent energies and maybe they are fighting for our soul over good and evil and so I, it felt like i was being taken um and it didn't feel good it didn't feel peaceful it felt very like traumatic but then again i was being tra- you know i was i was you know Your going through it what- was
1: yeah so something traumatic so
0: maybe that was just the brain's way of processing that um because i know with uh sleep paralysis i get sleep paralysis sometimes not a lot um but a lot of people say they experience a feeling of something on their chest or they see uh, a man in a hat or uh sometimes a like a demonic figure off in the distance um but but I never experienced that. Like I, I can get have sleep paralysis. It's where your brain wakes up, but your body doesn't. And that brain body connection for temporarily uh, keeps you, your body asleep while your brain is awake and you can't wake yourself up. And so you're willing yourself to, uh, to wake up. And I, I truly believe, I sincerely believe while skeptical, um, if you were to let go uh, of fighting I think that's how you would enter the astral world. Yeah. You know, but the, but the scary part is, is that when you leave your body energetically, whether you call it a soul, whether you call it your energy, whatever you want to call it, uh, when you leave that body, you are tethered with a little tiny filament. And if you break that filament or you're out of your body too long, I believe that you can, you'll find, you'll not get back. You won't get back and you could, Possibly die, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know. It's it's just it's just that it opened up my world because it was the first time that I had experienced something sort of it felt spiritual, it felt astral, and I can't yeah. explain it.
1: So interesting. I've never experienced anything
0: like that. Yeah, and that's and that's why I think that's what really opened up my uh, world to trying to understand energy, trying to understand intention, and trying to understand. Uh, what this world really is because we are carbon-based life forms, but we're being animated by something. And if you really stop to think about that, it's weird. I mean, it, it's like ghost, the ghost in the shell, you know, it, it is a, it's an anime, it t- got turned into a bad Hollywood movie, but anyway. but uh, <laughs> But the but, concept, of, but the the concept of a ghost in a shell is very yeah. interesting. And if you think about life, why are we captives in these bodies and why is it that we can move and do things and and then one day something breaks down and poof gone it's just a very unusual concept life itself and that's why life is so weird and that's why i you know as a podcaster and as a philosopher and a you know just an amateur spiritualist and paranormal enthusiast i'm trying to understand the answers to life's biggest questions. Is there life outside of death? Uh, where do you go? Um, and I tend to believe, you know, if there is a war between good and evil, I don't necessarily believe it's God and the devil. I I, I more think of it as um, spirits are, um, they crave life, whether they're inhuman or not. They crave what we have. They're jealous. They want yeah. what we have. And so perhaps they're trying to woo us to the dark side, or perhaps they're trying to come for us and move us to the light side, you know, because I do believe whether you believe in God and, and, and heaven and Satan and hell, um, there does seem to be sort of a, uh, a, a very repeatable, uh, good versus evil in this world. And people who align themselves with, darkness tend to become lost souls or or evil, and people who tend to align themselves with goodness uh, seem to, um, you know, that's why they say you're listening to your better, better angels, because you're, you know, I don't know if that's figurative or literal, but I do believe in the concept of evil and good, and while I don't necessarily assign biblical terms to that, uh, it does sometimes feel like uh, we're always uh, trying to fight off uh, whether those are our own internal mm-hmm. demons or whether those are um, energies out there that are trying to fight, to, to, to oppress and dominate us, to own us, mm-hmm. to maybe they want our energy because it, they can, you know, use feed that energy, use they can feed yep. off of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, but I, so, so, you know, that's the thing. That's why I call myself a spiritual agnostic or a spiritual atheist, um i'm not one of those atheists that's like "Ah, i don't believe in any of that stuff you know like i know that there's something beyond this world and i don't necessarily believe that it's heaven i don't necessarily believe it's hell uh i do believe that there is a battle of good versus evil energetically and so i don't claim to know all the answers i just know that it's fascinating it's
1: very fascinating and it's something you we won't know yeah as we're alive we don't know
0: we're not gonna know who knows and it is what
1: we'll find out when we're dead, if anything.
0: Well, and that's just it: is that if some people die, and that's it, their energy moves on, and that's the end of it. And then some cases, in rare cases, uh, you know, like where I thought my grandma perhaps might have visited me. Mm-hmm. You think you might have been visited by Jay, yeah. Um, and so perhaps that energy gets to stay around for a few days, or or it has a or it knows how to um cross over and per- permeate that that uh that that what do you call it it permeates that membrane between mm. uh our reality and their reality and perhaps they can will themselves into our reality for a short time and then will themselves back out because mm. it seems like they can go and come back sometimes but then eventually after a while they tend to stay dissipated so i tend to believe that energy uh is uh, you know when you die Uh, usually it disperses right away but then there seems to be cases where it stays for a long long time and then other cases where uh it might just stay to say goodbye and then pass on that's
1: yeah i think that's definitely a thing especially like in the case of jay it was it was unexpected nobody was expecting it and it kind of feels like he was coming back just to say i'm okay you guys can get on with your lives and Mm -hmm. i am okay yeah Just kind of a comforting type of thing was how I always yeah felt with Yeah,
0: absolutely. And so, you know, and, and so that's why uh I you know, I'm I do call myself a spiritualist or a spiritual atheist, but I don't know if that's entirely accurate. Maybe more of a spiritual agnostic, because uh I I think the the atheist claim um I understand the reasoning. They want to be skeptical of everything. They want to be science based. They don't want to get, because when you start believing in things that aren't real, uh, it can screw with your mental health, and it can also make you start believing in a lot of other things that aren't real. And before you know it, you know you're you're you know doing all kinds <laughs> of weird shit. You know, and and while some of it is harmless, uh, some might lead you down a weird path. And so I think it's all about believing as many true things as possible and disbelieving as many false things as positive. And while I try to do that as a thought experiment, as a, just because it's fun and interesting and creepy, the paranormal to me uh, offers uh, us as humans sort of a, uh, you know, a little peek behind that curtain. And while Mm -hmm. it's just a glimpse, uh, perhaps it will uncover some of those answers to what the afterlife really is, because maybe Mm -hmm. all it is, is just, the astral plane it's just the energetic plane it's the plane without a body you know Mm -hmm. yeah that's That's what
1: kind of what i feel about it yeah
0: you know if anything yeah because i think i think what ghosts are are photonic uh visual representations of a person's former self so but i don't understand why it does that i don't understand how it does that um you know why aren't ghosts always naked i mean you would think they'd all be naked um but then sometimes they are like you'll get what's called a morgue ghost like some ghosts are wearing clothes and like oh my grandpa he loved that his yankee cap and so of course when he dies he's wearing his favorite clothes like me i'd probably die and i'd be in a fucking trucker cap and my shorts and my converse (laughs) that's what i would look like because that's what i wear mostly um but then sometimes you'll see what's called like a morgue or they don't call it i call it that a morgue ghost where they're just naked as a blue jay boy. And you're like, Ugh. like they're on the
1: morgue table. Yeah. That's just, how.
0: That's just happens to be where they are. And that might have a lot to do with, uh, how conscious or sentient they are after their death. Because I think some ghosts are just like, well, hello, sir, let me tell you, I'm going to tell you a little story, you know, and then other ghosts are like completely lost. And then some might okay. just be like, I hate to use the term, but crazy. are they, Help me! Help me! Help me! Is it because they're they're lost, or is it help me, help me, help me because they're not all there? Perhaps they're having some sort of distress or mental distress, but then they don't have a mind. So (laughs) don't even get me started on that, old chestnut. But yeah, it's it's fascinating fascinating to contemplate. Nonetheless, Uh, let me look at my list here. You guys, you want to tell everybody a story? Got anything while I look over my list? I don't have stories. (laughs) I I know. She wants the story so bad. But then again, if she had a story, she'd probably freak out. Uh, uh, Let's see. Uh, So, yeah, I have here shadow figures versus human entity versus malevolent spirit versus demon versus natural spirit. So I believe that shadow figures are probably uh, some kind of natural spirit. Uh, I think they're energetically neutral. I think demons are natural spirits. I believe they're energetically malevolent. And then uh, what you would call an angel. I don't necessarily believe in biblical angels, but I do believe that there are um, harbingers of good. You know, um, they're they're aligned with goodness and light. Uh, and uh, it could be your grandma, could be mm. Aunt Sally, could be... Could be, you know, whatever, you know, could be yeah. just a, a spirit that that knows where it's at and knows what it's dealing with and wants to help you. Um, but then there's some that are just curious of us, like
1: mm-hmm. like these
0: shadow figures. And, and and that's the thing that I just I can't seem to figure out. I I feel like I'm figuring out so much. The thing I cannot figure out is what the difference is between a shadow figure and a shadow ghost, because I know that sometimes ghosts appear as shadows and sometimes shadow figures look like ghosts but i believe that there's a difference and i'm not sure what that difference is that's that's i
1: I think there's different different variations yeah like i said before i think some of them are just a a different manifestation of a ghost depending Mm -hmm. on what kind of energy that they can right grab onto and help them manifest
0: yeah yeah and
1: some are just kind of random figures
0: absolutely yeah so, I have everything checked off my list, except one more thing. Uh, after every paranormal episode, whether it be about empath stuff or paranormal stuff, you guys know it. We got to talk about The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Yes. So, yeah. so we watched the season finale, the season two finale of uh, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. As you guys probably know, it's a TV show on the History Channel, and uh, we love it because... Um, it's science based. Uh, we love it because they they run into UFOs or what's called UAPs. Uh, we see um, they they've found spirits and ghosts in uh, Homestead Two, which is a building. Uh, now we're catching a lot of UFOs and phenomenon. So why don't you, since everybody's sick and tired of hearing my voice, <laughs> give give people a taste of your buttery smooth voice and just kind of explain uh, what the last episode was about.
1: Last episode of Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, they brought out the big ass rockets.
0: Oh yeah, baby! <laughs> one, well, no, that was so the, one that the one before. Oh, yeah. That was the One helicopter. before?
1: Oh, that was the helicopter. Okay, helicopter. Come on, yes. get it right.
0: I know. Oh, God, see, you try. You know, you try to do. You try to do the good work of uh, you just putting out good work, and then you hand it off to someone, and they drop the ball. I was just ah.
1: excited. About the gas <laughs> rockets in the U.S.
0: showed up. I'm that just teasing. Fun. Go for it, baby. You got they,
1: it. Uh, they took a helicopter up into the air at the point where they had the, the triangulated where most of the energy was happening. Right. And they did kind of a, a pattern that was kind of a corkscrew going up right. higher and higher. Yeah,
0: and they would go to 5,000 feet and then all the way up to 10,000 feet. And the anomalies where they were catching these anomalies seemed to be happening at um, 5,000 above sea level. Or yes. 10,000 feet.
1: Yeah. Because they're at,
0: I think they're not at sea level. They're, they're at.
1: Yeah. They're at 5,000 feet. Right. So then at 5,000 5, feet five thousand. That's
0: 10,000 above sea level, but that's 5,000 yes, feet for yes, them.
1: Exactly. There you go. But in <clears> just kind of <throat> at various, uh, the uh, word heights, I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, altitudes. But, oh, there you go. That's the word. That's, That's the, what I'm here for. Right? Exactly. <laughs> 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 they were getting weird anomalies on the radar that was showing because mm. there's a certain uh, instrumentation that will say basically how far the ground is beneath them. Yeah, and they would get weird readings that <clears> said <throat> that the ground was all of a sudden like 40 feet beneath them or 30 feet beneath them. So basically, that was inferring that there was something underneath them. It was registering mm-hmm. enough to show that there was something solid underneath them, which they couldn't see yeah. visually. Yeah,
0: so they were they were contacting the ground, the, the crew on the ground, and they were saying, hey, uh, our radar is picking up something 40 to 50 feet below us. Do you see what it is? And they're like, no, there's nothing there. And so it got so disturbing. And, and this is a, uh, a helicopter pilot with a physicist, and uh, they had the other guy in the back who's the head of the uh, investigation crew. He's a
1: scientist.
0: The, he's also character. some kind of scientist, mm-hmm. right. Um, and so, yeah, so the pilot, you know, uh, he's, he's used to this instrumentation. And so he knows what is, a, you know, normal and what's not normal. And so he's like, hey, I've never seen anything like this before. Um, because not only was it showing something underneath them, uh, but also something was screwing with their instrumentation at one point where uh, they could be at like uh, 7,000 feet and it was showing them at like 200 feet. And so mm-hmm. that's a problem. If anyone who's watched uh, Die Hard 2, remember <laughs> when he uh, when when the bad guy, the colonel did the thing with the computer and he made negative 200 feet or 300 feet uh, ground yeah, level ground and level. they crashed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so you rely on on this instrumentation to work properly. And so it, it, freaked him out because if you can't get an accurate bead uh, with your instruments on what ground level is yeah. um, you have to abort right there.
1: And even though it was, it was, Completely clear day. The people below them could see they were way high in the air. They could tell that they were in the air, but just the fact that the instruments were going so crazy, it was enough to make him uncomfortable enough yeah. to and, want and to land. Yeah,
0: so there's something invisible that's det- being detected by radar underneath them. And so they ended up aborting and then they landed. And then, um, you know, the, the helicopter pilot was saying, you know, this has never happened before. Um, I've never, ever, ever saw uh, something show up that isn't actually there you know
1: the ground or a hill or yeah right like object. yeah
0: or some other flying craft mm-hmm. you know could be birds could be whatever but the the radar picks these things up and so it's picking up something that they can't see and so of course you know we're all sitting here speculating oh cloak technologies it's like the Klingons <laughs> you know there's a craft there you know that's what everybody right. everybody's brains <laughs> going there but we don't know for sure mm-hmm. but yeah that's how the uh, season ended. Uh, you know, it was a big, old dun, dun, dun. And then they talked about what's going to happen next year. Uh, you know, they've, they've uncovered a lot of stuff. We've got UFOs. We've got, um, you know, uh, some kind of portal. Uh, we've got, um, electromagnetic anomalies that are creating all kinds of magnetic disturbances that even mess with cell phones. Uh, the, it can unlock your cell phone and start playing with apps and punching um, hundreds of digits at once. And it's just going haywire. And so we're not exactly sure what's causing that, you know, uh,
1: radioactive because anomalies.
0: yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, or, you know, like when he got the chemical, the radioactive burn, when they, mm-hmm. uh, they went underground and they, uh, there was a, a sewer or some kind of uh, thing down there and they went in and he got radiation burns in there. And so, they're trying to figure out, was there something that was buried underneath the earth, or is there some natural anomaly down there, uh, perhaps an underwater river, or perhaps a, you know, a giant ore of, of metal that has, a, 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 you know, a magnetic pole. Yeah,
1: they're showing magnetic readings mm-hmm. within the, the soil in so, areas.
0: Yeah, so there's no answers yet, but what, you know, I think what they're trying to, to, to let us to believe, because... Uh, we also see uh, cases where, you know, UFOs show up and then cows die. Mm-hmm. And, and it, there's a direct yeah. correlation somehow. When the
1: rockets go up, UFOs show up.
0: Yeah. So every time, any we dig under the earth or shoot a rocket, anytime time we, we run any tests of any kind, it 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 feels as though there's something trying to either obscure our data or 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 screw up our data, or you know, just somehow tamper with the evidence,
1: or encourage us by showing here's some anomalies. There's we're here. There's something here. Yeah, it could be that either way. Yeah, I'd say more discouraging, but it could just be kind of a here right. We are.
0: And and then of course there's the other aspect that uh, the government may be watching over them because they may be onto something. Because before these guys did their thing. Uh, there was a, a guy named Bigelow who owned the ranch before and he did a, he found out a bunch of stuff, but then they surrendered that information over to the government and that government uh, our government uh, made it uh, uh, top secret and so we don't know exactly what they uncovered. So yeah, that's that's where we're at with uh, the secret of skinwalker ranch. They've you know they're still they're gonna run a bunch more tests next season. Uh, they do believe that there's something sentient there something that can act and interact with us and we're not sure whether it's alien or if it's you know energetic or if it's we don't know
1: spiritual spiritual energy energy. and hopefully they're filming right now because it seems that they filmed during the summer right when we just finished was summer of 2020 right
0: Right. so they're probably filming right now as we speak (laughs) travis and his crazy blonde hair just going all (laughs) over the place we we like to make fun of his hair because it's always like disheveled he's like the mad scientist you know um but we love him you know we we're really getting to like this show we're really got like getting to like this uh these people um and what really makes it interesting too is um while some of them have phds and are grounded in uh, academia some of them aren't some of these are just good old boys you know like tom Mm -hmm. and you know, and and some of them might, um, you know, be a little bit more conservative, um, whether that be politically or whatever. I don't know, but my point is, it's really neat that uh, people um, of every walk of life, regardless whether you voted for Trump or for Biden or whoever, uh, can open their minds to this singular anomaly, and mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if you are left or right. And so that's, I don't know, I I hate that I always go there. But I guess my point is, is that it's really nice. It's really nice when human beings can get together as people and never fucking mind your goddamn politics. And so while I do try to uh, educate and encourage people to, you know, to, to vote and think the right thoughts um, you know, everybody's got their own thing and everybody sees things differently for different reasons. And sometimes those reasons are valid sometimes they're not as valid but the point is is that human beings you know we've got a lot in common we we're all we're all living we're all gonna get old we're all gonna die we're all bound by the laws of physics and um yeah at the end of the day it's very encouraging that um people of every walk of life could be interested in something other than politics because that's like metallica you know like I was in Walmart one day and this guy, you could tell voted for Trump. Come on, come on, buddy. You know, he voted for Trump, but he, I was wearing my Metallica hoodie and he's like, Hey, I like that sweatshirt. You know, I'm like, oh, thanks. And he's like, yeah, man, I've seen him like uh, six times. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then he just kept going on and on. But he was like, yeah, this one time. And, and it's cool because music and um, the paranormal uh, they 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 rise above uh, our petty differences, and I like that because at the end of the day, I have friends that are conservative, and you know I've, I'm kind of afraid they're going to listen to my podcast. I'm going to go be going off on Fox News and the Fox News agenda, and they're <laughs> going to be like, man, you know. But the thing is, is I'm not trying to discourage people from their political affiliation. What I'm trying to do is hold people accountable. Uh, for the right reasons. If you're a conservative and you have conservative principles, um, that's fine. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. But you know when shit ain't right. You know Donald Trump ain't right in the fucking head. And so just get right. You know, that's all I'm saying is that we, we've got to understand where the rules of, of decency are. And so that kind of ties into what I mean about um, ghosts and the spirit world is that um, we can align ourselves with uh, positively and we can align ourselves negatively and whether and whether or not that takes on a um, physical transformation or not I'm not sure but it, it would seem that that when you align yourself with negativity long enough you you become negatively charged and uh, whether those are ionizations or not I don't know but but you know it just seems like you you kind of, Gravitate towards the negative, darker side of life, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean people like us are like, oh, you know, we love dark shit and we love creepy shit and we love true crime. No, no, that that's not aligning yourself with evil. That's more like, uh, you know, when when serial killers say they're, they they worship Satan, that's when you've aligned yourself with a negative, destructive energy. Mm-hmm. Because energy is an intention. When your intention is to murder, when your intention is to hurt, when your intention is to, you know, that's why I don't like Donald Trump. His intentions aren't good. His intentions are to place blame on his enemies and to cause chaos and and cause people to think radical thoughts. And so that is my problem with Donald Trump. It's not that he's just a fucking asshole. I mean, sure, I don't like him, but it's not about the because you're conservative. It's because you're aligning your energy incorrectly. And when your energy is aligned negatively, uh, you can start to believe radicalized thoughts and those thoughts, especially if you're not grounded in uh, reality or you're not grounded in, in a firm grasp of science and causal relationships cause and effect. uh, You can start going down a road that is, is um, you start believing all kinds of stuff. And you know, it doesn't hurt me that other people believe in angels and God I'm fine with that. You believe in the devil. That's fine. Like I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when your belief systems become so unchallenged that you can't scrutinize them without people getting angry. And if you don't have good reasons to like something, maybe just maybe I'm just saying maybe energetically you're lending them your brain Uh, For their cause, because Donald Trump and, uh, you know, uh, Kevin McCarthy and and, uh, Mitch McConnell, they have agendas and Fox News has an agenda. And, you know, I know MSNBC does, too. That's the corporate agenda to get ratings. But I'm talking about when you align yourselves with people that are perfectly fine with lying on a daily basis to their constituency. You know, I'm not going I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I'm not going (laughs) politics today. The point is, is that energy can be good and bad. And so I just want my Republican friends to align themselves with what's right. You know, it's wrong to be racist. You know, it's wrong to steal, to lie, to cheat, to become radical, to become extreme. You see the people that stormed the Capitol. Do those people seem like good people to you? They don't seem like good people to me.
1: They were just tourists. What are you
0: talking about? (laughs) <laughs> with, with shirts that say uh, two, th- two, thousand, 2 million weren't enough.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: the Auschwitz yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's not a good cause. And so, and so we want our uh, conservative brothers and sisters to align themselves with uh, people that have their best interests. And I don't believe Fox News. I don't believe uh, Tucker Carlson. I don't believe that Mitch McConnell has your best interest. It's not about shaming you. It's about... trying to get you to understand that there are people in this world that will use you and take advantage of you. So just, I'm just saying, just, you know, when you believe in a lot of angels and God and things, uh, you can become radicalized and you, you become an evangelical and those evangelicals oftentimes are Trump supporters. And so I just find a huge disconnect between good old fashioned Christianity and, and this wealth agenda and this kind of agenda to, um, to to lay waste to their enemy they think of democrats as the enemy dude most democrats they just want health care for all and a working wage that ain't fucking evil you guys if, the, if you think that's evil i i don't know what to tell you because careerism career you know the economy is being ran by people that want you to show up to work every day for the rest of your life and just drop dead on the on the on the on at the yeah. workstation
1: sociopaths that want you to make them their money
0: Right. And so that's all it's about. Is about protecting people from themselves, because a lot of people get tricked into like, well, I'm just a hardworking man. Maybe you're not a hardworking man as me. Oh, bullshit. I've worked my ass off as a soldier, as a chef. But you start to understand that, you know, they're taking advantage of your principles. If you have a strong love of patriotism, they take advantage of that. And then they go to war in the name of God, in the name of of America. You know, uh when they when they try to bamboozle you into not wearing masks, they're trying to say it's for freedom. No, that's not taking away your freedom. I mean, that's like the whole uh concept of cigarette smoking versus not cigarette smoking. I don't mind if you smoke, but when your freedoms infringe upon my freedoms, now we have a problem. And I have a right to breathe clean air and you have a right to smoke cigarettes and so, you know, I'm all fine with you know the rules as they have them. If you're gonna smoke, smoke away over there. I don't care, <laughs> you know. So that's all it's about. It's about making sure that our freedoms are intact, but making sure that 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 our people aren't being radicalized to think that freedom means that they can hurt and affect others negatively. Like oh, well, I'm not wearing a mask. Yeah, but then you get somebody else sick, and then that motherfucker dies. That's on you. You know, and what we're seeing right now in our culture with the Delta variant variant is a lot of people say we need to start wearing our masks again. And while I hate wearing a mask, it bugs me. Um, I want to make sure that I'm safe for my family. And so, you know, the whole thing with me about, uh, you know, being a good person is that, yes, you can be a conservative and still be a good person, but you're just going to let these people fool you into every goddamn thing? I just, I really sincerely believe that these aren't bad people they're just fucking stupid yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyways I digress anyway. I am so sorry you know but it has to do with energy and intention you guys energy and intention you know when when people's energy is good it doesn't matter if they're a little conservative it doesn't matter if they're religious or not because I would much rather be a good Christian than a bad non-Christian. But conversely, I would rather be around a good secular non-Christian than a bad Christian. So it's not about you know how you identify as a person or what affiliations you have. It's about who you are at the end of the day. Do you respect my boundaries? Do you respect my right to exist? Do you understand that We are on a planet that has to coexist. And if you think it's okay to railroad everybody around you, you're a fucking sociopath. The end. End of story. Don't care how you vote.
1: And to bring it back to the paranormal, if you're a sociopath in life, you will probably be a sociopath in death.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) And so, yeah. And so that really gets you thinking about can, you know, ghosts, like, you know, are they are they all you know do they learn do they grow if if not are they just energy versions of like oh he was a dick in life and so he's a dick ghost i mean is there more to it than that are they capable of if they're capable of growth in life are they capable of growth in death makes you wonder
1: does make you wonder anyways to think about
0: getting back to my point bringing it all around Uh, Secret of Skinwalker Ranch is very fascinating And and my agenda is not to pick on Fox News and conservatives My my agenda is to make sure that no matter whether you're religious or not Or a lefty or a righty That your energy is aligned with allowing others to be themselves To be kind, to live and let live And to grow as a person If you ain't growing, you slowing dog (laughs) I just came up with that
1: I't right that good right
0: <laughs> it's like I say with exercise you know if you're not slowly going up you're slowly going down and so all I'm saying is that energetically speaking when you align yourselves with bad people that may not have your best interest uh, you you may not be a bad person yourself but you're complicit in ma- in making the world have to deal with that person's Power and that power is being exploited and abuse and abusing other people's rights. So that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But if you guys have uh, more to talk about about ghosts and Bigfoot and aliens and all this crazy stuff out there, I want to hear from you guys. So come on over to our Instagram. Come on over to our Facebook. Come on over to my Twitter. Uh, You can find me at Chef Bry Comedy. That's Chef B R Y. And you can uh, go over to Rebecca's at?
1: At Spooky Nerdy Gal on Instagram and Twitter.
0: There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So we would love to have you guys over. Um, We're trying to create a small, compassionate tribe of people. I call it my empath tribe. It doesn't mean you have to be an empath. It just means that I want kind-hearted people, regardless of race, regardless of gender, regardless of sexuality, regardless of politics. Uh, I want people who have the best interest of themselves and others in mind uh, who can exercise compassion, uh, come on over and find us. Uh, we're, we're, we're trying to grow our empath tribe. And uh, I do believe that uh, in a year's time, uh, we're going to have a nice big tribe of people and it's going to be a lot of fun because um, there's all kinds of things I want to do, but I can't do it until I have built it. And so I'm still trying to build the house, the, build the house of usher. <laughs> you know, uh the house that that you know, it's kind of like build it and they will come.
1: I was just going to say that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know. Oh, speaking of baseball. Oh, guys, I've never mentioned it before, but I love baseball. So one of these days I'm going to talk about baseball. <laughs> so anyways, thanks for uh coming uh over to uh Surviving Empathy. Uh we are here to uh help most good kind regular folks if you're struggling with mental health if you're struggling with uh, sadness or depression, or maybe you're just have a job you don't like, and you're just feeling like you're having trouble keeping up, uh, come here. We're here to inspire you. I'm sorry that I pick on conservatives. I really do because I don't want you guys to feel like we're not, we're not here for you. We are, we don't hate anyone. We just don't want people aligned with agendas that are uh, energetically destructive. That's all. That's all it is. And if you can't see it, then I can't, I, you know, maybe I can explain it to you, but you know, we'll have words (laughs) (laughs) anyways. Thank you guys. Uh, so very much for listening. Uh, this has been surviving empathy, uh, shadow people, ghosts, demons, inhuman spirits, man. It's, 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 it's weird, but it's, you know, think of it as a thought experiment. You know, it's real, it's fascinating and that might help us to not only, um, understand the importance of life that, you know, because it's so easy to get depressed. It's so easy to get discouraged. It's so easy to get down on life. I do it all the time and there's nothing really going wrong in my life. I love being a podcaster. I love doing this for you. You know, I I have my comedy, I have everything, you know, all my ducks are in a row. It's just a matter of time of getting there. And so I feel very good about life in general, but I cannot help waking up feeling sad sometimes. And so that's the problem with being human is that maybe the uh, slowly getting older and uh, having a mortality. We know that one day the talk the, the clock's going to stop, and so we, yeah, we God,
1: make the best of it over here. God
0: make the best of every moment, you guys. Seriously, seriously, and that's why I get so tired of people that are stuck in their ways. Oh, <laughs> just want to shake them. We go <clears throat> anyway. We love you here at Surviving Empathy. Do uh, you got any uh, last words for us, baby?
1: No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> we uh, we, we want to wish you well. Uh, we'll be back next week. And uh, uh, sorry this went on so long. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't like, I just want to end this when it feels right. You know, I'm not one of these, oh, it's been an hour. What a, time is relative, man. it uh-huh. is. Time is relative, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we love you. And uh, we will see you next week. Uh, it could be us. It could be me. But either way, one of us will be here. Uh, and if you guys ever want any help or you want to talk with us about any one of these topics, um, we are there on social media to continue the conversation. So, yeah, man, reach out. Reach out, dudes. We we love finding out who's listening to us. I've got viewers Better, all the way in like you know uh, riyadh and sweden and germany. Uh, germany yeah it's been all over and so it's great it's really cool to see people of every race and gender of every country just coming together uh, that's what it's all about so uh thank you guys for listening to another episode of surviving Empathy. we love ya
1: bye
0: bye bye